Hello, dear listener, and welcome to Little Realms, a Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. I'm your game master, Candace, and I am here with... My name is Sarah, and I play Vim. The tiefling fighter who is just so excited we finally put an end to that bastard. I'm Dan, and I play uh, Cyrus Sassafras, a 72-year-old druid who wanted to die, but he somehow lived a battle. I'm Nikki, and I play Jarell Goldenheel, the elven researcher who's ready to finally focus on my work. I'm Adam, and I play Arden, the half-elven ranger who is glad that he finally got paid for his work. And last time on Little Realms. After Victor had Rowan and Myrna arrested and officially took over again, he said we could buy whatever we wanted on his dime. A fair payment for the job that we performed. So I went and I had a good dinner to celebrate a job well done and relax after that ordeal. Honestly, I wasn't expecting to be here. <laughs> but I like to see things get finished, so I took those rotters to jail. I caught up with Claire and passed on her lover's hello, because I am a man of my word. And uh, while I was there, Jarell did some talking with that half-orc woman that she almost blew up her mind. Ever since Abram was unjustly dragged to jail, the mood in Journey's End had been heartbreakingly somber. After the battle in the town square, I rushed to Journey's End to share the good news with everyone. Abram was coming home, and then I got to share our tales of bravery and, well, let's just keep it at bravery with the kids and with the rest of the patrons at the bar. We celebrated, and it was a wonderful night. My recollection of our conversation is a little fuzzy, but during the party, I pulled Vim aside for a chat to confer about whether we should return the evidence crates that Rowan turned over to us, and if so, if we should do any creative editing. We have to keep our ears open to see how the Margrics plans to follow up on the faceless investigation. The next morning, dawns. <laughs> You come into consciousness and then remember everything that happened the last night. And it's sort of that moment of, it is literally a new start. What do I do? Right to my sister. <laughs> Arden, Arden was ready for this. The reason he didn't drink too much last night is because, you know, one job done, time for another day to begin. He's up at the crack of dawn. Uh, cleaning himself up, getting ready to go out for the day. Uh, he needs to first uh, find Isidra, and second, it's not the festival anymore, correct? Correct. Yeah, he has something much more important to do, and that's to attempt to make a meeting with Marin. That being said, he also assumes that the going out in pairs thing is no longer necessary because no one's in danger of getting arrested or killed at the moment. Uh, so after he has his breakfast, 
will head out. Yeah, Jarrell's probably sitting at a table in Journey's End with a cup of coffee writing their letter. Cyrus is still at that table that he fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> brought, they saw that and they went back up to the room and brought a blanket and put it on you. <laughs> no. I didn't. What are you up so early? Where are you going? Well, I need to first tie up some loose ends and second, I need to go and make a meeting with a certain professor. Well, I'm very good at tying knots. Do you need help? No, probably not. Drell looks up curiously when you say a professor. Uh, do you mean Marin, by chance? I do mean Marin. Right, you had wanted to talk to her as well, didn't you? Or was it that you didn't want to talk to her? I don't quite recall. Well, when we ran into her at the library the other day, I made plans to come call on her today. Oh, right. Well... Why did you want to see her? Is it about the, uh, that book? I seem to recall that I promised not to let her have the book. Uh, And I'd prefer she didn't even know I had it, to be perfectly honest. Well, no, of course not. I did have a lovely dance with her the other evening, uh, which I only vaguely recall. You look up from the hand that you have kissed, and the person who it is is the elven woman from the library, Marin. And as you are bowing to her at the beginning of the dance, she bows to you and says, You are the one I saw the other day at the library, correct? Uh, uh, yes, I suppose I was checking out some books, and you are the... The researcher at the university. She, like, the dance steps pull you close and she peers at you. She says, you look familiar to me. Why would you look familiar? I honestly have not the slightest clue. Uh, Roll intelligence. I got a 17 overall. Okay. What she says probably jogs your memory. She says, I know you from somewhere. Could it be a court? Winter court, I think it was. Arden coughs a little bit. (laughs) Jarrell kind of like puts a chin on their hands and is like leaning forward and grinning at you. Oh, really? As a result, we have business to attend to. Business or, uh, business? (laughs) Business. Okay, when you say it, I can't tell which business you mean. Um, (laughs) actually, never mind. I probably know. What sort of business? Well, honestly, I'm not quite sure yet. That is why I need to meet with her. You're going to a meeting and you don't know what it's about? No, I'm going to make a meeting so that I can find out what it will be about. All right, if you say so. Um, well, if you see her this morning, let her know I'll be by later today. Oh, you've seen the woman and how she goes about. I won't be seeing her this morning. Would you, however, like me to tell whomever I find that takes care of her appointments that you're looking to meet with her as well? Well, she's already expecting me, Arden. Um... <laughs> they're they're looking just incredibly puzzled now by this entire conversation. I, I'm heading by her office probably first thing after lunch. 
I mean, you can join me if you want, I suppose, or... They kind of stop and reconsider that. Arden looks a little bit like thinking for a second and then says, no, I'll have to pass. You meet with her about whatever it is you need to meet with her about. I'll make an appointment for as soon as I can. All right. They look desperately curious, but they they let it drop for now. (laughs) Stay safe, Arden. I don't think that will be an issue anymore, do you? I hope, well, no, I, I don't hope not. That'd be lying. I don't know. Well, unless some madman broke out of prison and is on the road for revenge, which would seem a terribly poor choice, I don't think it will be an issue. I don't know if they're in any shape to be doing that. Um. (laughs) Nonetheless, if you get done with your errand quickly, feel free to come on back. I'm going to take Vim pajama shopping. Well, I'll tell her it's pajama shopping, but really I'm planning on finding her some armor. I, I believe she owns armor. Yeah, good yeah, luck getting her to wear it. Exactly, exactly what Jarelle said. This is precisely when Vim walks into like the lobby area of Journey's Inn. And she's wearing a brand new pair of silk pajamas we've never seen her in before. And she like waves at the group and is like ordering a frou-frou coffee but it's basically like case in point <laughs> armor Jarrell like raises their eyes at Cyrus like see <laughs> Vim Arden has to go do an errand but how about you me and Jarrell we go off to shopping huh shopping uh for I uh what kind of shopping well I didn't want to be blunt but you're a hot mess, Vim. You look like garbage. We need to get you something more appropriate. Just look at that. White after Labor Day. <laughs> it's like a, a crisp white around the shoulders, and I think it's dyed into like uh, like a deeper and deeper shade of um, purple towards the bottom. She's like, I think it looks beautiful on me. It Girl, does. You need a makeover. Well, hold on. We all know that Labor Day is only celebrated in Harrogate, so I can wear whatever I want in Mithrin. Alright, fine. It's not, we're not buying, I don't want to buy you pajamas. We need to find you something that's a little sturdier. Something that won't get slashed so easily. Since you refuse to wear armor, maybe we can find some, some padded pajamas. I don't hate the sound of that. I, uh, I I do have armor, but and you're right. I never seem to have it on wind <laughs> when it would be useful. But I don't really like wearing it around when I don't have to. Well, that's just because you haven't found the right set yet. I'm sure we'll find some fancy frou-frou armor that you'll never want to take off. I just start <laughs> describing the purple cup that she keeps stealing. Something purple with gems encrusted on it. And to boot. The Arendales will pay for it. Exactly. They have Vim's attention, and her eyes like light up at the at the mention of like gemstones and and enameling and carvings and engravings <laughs> on a suit of armor. There, Arden has an errand, and the rest of us will go shopping. It is decided. All right. So Arden's going to find. Arden's going Citra. to find Isidra. 
Okay. And Jarrell, what is Jarrell doing? Uh, Jarrell's gonna wrap up this letter, and they're planning on going to maybe see Marin after lunch. They're totally down to go shopping. They like shopping. Okay. Uh, so we'll follow the shopping crew first. Through uh, crazy geometry, can we just happen to run into Victor, who's holding bags of coins? <laughs> <laughs> I think he said everything we get is on his tab right oh, now. Oh, okay. Yeah, he did say that. Good. Although we also don't have any proof of that. <laughs> yeah, but I'm correct. assuming through DM magic, it'll be yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah, your word is enough. We're the heroes so- of Mithrin. Well, what do you say? We could go to that big, burly, red-headed armor smith, or we could go to the tiefling uh, clothes makers. What's, what type of armor are you looking for, Vim? The dancing American. American. No, not the American. The dancing mannequin? <laughs> there it is. Crimey. <laughs> What's an American? <laughs> Did you, you just know? say the dancing merkin? Merkin. You know, you know, you know what? I've actually, I've been thinking about what I'd get for a while now. I'll, I'll be right back. And as I think the crew's leaving Journey's End and starting to like move on their shopping trip, Vim actually peels off for a hot second. Uh, we see her jump into her Vardo. And then when she comes back out, she's like holding uh, a sheet of paper um, and she, she like skips over to the group. Um, she's kind of like light and cheery in a way we haven't maybe seen in a while with all the stuff going on. Uh, God, I, I had this drawn a while ago. I've just never, never had the chance to get it made. I think we should go to the blacksmith. Ooh. <laughs> uh, what is it? I, uh, you know, I think I want to keep it a surprise. I mean, it'll even be a surprise for me. I just, I want to find a blacksmith who can make what, what's been drawn in here. All right, let's do it. I'm game. Okay. This will be like the first time I spend money on something that's not horse. I'm looking up. <laughs> oh my god. The thing Vim is going to want to have made would be very expensive. That's Victor oh, Aaron and his problem. Yeah, it's not your problem. That's his problem. Nope. Yeah, we see dollars. Tell him it's an investment in Methrin's future security. <laughs> yep. Dollar signs. Just a mecha suit. Mecha Vim. <laughs> Iron Vim. I can see Vim doing like the red and gold armor. So you all know where the blacksmith is. The doorway is propped open. It's a big set of double doors. It's actually fairly inviting because the inside is sort of radiating warmth from the forge out into the street and you all walk in. There are a number of workers that are working in the forge, but the large red-bearded Rothko is the one that turns and says, Hey! You beat me at arm wrestling! How's it going? It's, uh... (laughs) It's going pretty well. You know, I uh, I beat you in arm wrestling, but I'm hoping that maybe you might be able to beat out something for me. Hey, anything for you! You have beat me and that is great! And he, like, walks over and, like, picks you up in a hug without even asking and then squeezes you real good and puts you down. 
and then repeats for both Jarrell and then for Cyrus. Oh, hold still, my beating heart. <laughs> it's, yeah, no, it's it's good to see you too. I uh, I was hoping I could get something custom made. It's it's a little bit it's complicated, but I. I think no, it might be... nothing is too complicated for the great Rothko. That is what I was hoping and expecting you would say. And she kind of um, opens up the, the sheet of paper and kind of hands it over to Rothko and, and lifts an eyebrow. Do you think you could make something like this? Rothko takes the piece of paper, opens it up, looks at it. Quirks one eyebrow. Quirks the other eyebrow. Of course! It'll take a little bit of time, but we can get this done! I, um... Gosh, I can't... And and I think, like, maybe the camera zooms in on the sheet of paper and we see that it's, it's like, yellowing around the edges. She's clearly been holding on to this for for quite some time some of like the color in the ink has faded i uh i i we could um if, if it works we could uh, maybe take my measurements right now and then god i can i can wait as long as it takes for you to make this oh, of course of course and he turns around waves a worker over the worker immediately runs and gets a tape measure and then you're ushered over to like the little stand that people stand on to get measured and these two people are just like you know snapping the tape measure to take your measurements they like put your arms up to take the width of your arm span and all of that and Vim, Vim looks like positively giddy throughout the entire thing. Like she holds out an arm as they're going to get her arm. She kind of like uh, parts her legs as they're trying to like get her inseam. Um, like she's clearly been fitted a couple times before, but she's never had armor made for her before. At the end of the measurement taking, Rothko says, This looks like it must be some sort of dream of yours. It would be my pleasure and my great honor to bring it to life for you. And he, like, makes a fist and, like, does the, like, I will conquer this for you expression with it. Aww. And then Vim, like, smiles and nods and then says, And it would be the Margrex Arendelle's pleasure and great honor to pay for it. <laughs> we will bill him directly. And she nods and, like, uh, steps off the block. And probably when she was standing on the block is the only time she was actually, like, eye to eye with Rothko. Because she's Correct. tall, but he's huge. He is huge. <laughs> and then she kind of does the, like like claps her hands together and like skips over uh, to Jarrell and Cyrus. Maybe like the floor shakes a little bit beneath her because she just like is bounding so high. Um, Okay. um, I'm not going to ask. You know this. I will not answer any follow-up questions, but I don't know when, when I see it, it'll be the first time y'all see it too. (laughs) Well, you seem very excited. I'm sure whatever it is, it'll be wonderful. Now, are you going to wear this, or do we have to have a follow-up conversation after this is crafted? (laughs) If all goes well, I think this is something that I could comfortably wear, um, you know, more of the time. I've just, I've uh, never owned a piece of armor that was made for me and and kind of, you know, felt right. Rothko, can you make sure it's extra comfy or 
at the very least extra hard to take off once it's on. <laughs> I have no idea what you mean by that statement, but it will be the best suit of armor we can make. Oh. And he puts both fists on his hips and like puffs out his chest. Cyrus runs in for another hug. <laughs> Rothko gives you another big hug. You're the greatest, Rothko. I know. <laughs> and he picks you up and swings you around and sets you down. I love this place. <laughs> There's a lot of hugging this episode. That's good. We deserve hugging. We're, we're an affectionate cast. Well, are you are you done here, Vim? Or is there more armor that you need? No, I think I think Rothkos is going to be able to take care of me from from end to end. Hey, Rothko, I wear newbies here. Is there any place that has some reagents I can buy? Uh, yeah, uh, the flower shop on the square. That's got reagents and, like, powders and leaves and oh. stuff, I think. Isn't, that's Nikita's shop. Isn't she still in jail, though? That's Claire's in jail. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's, let's go there, unless, Jarrell, you need to go somewhere closer first. Oh, no, uh, Jarrell is gonna, like, take some time to introduce themselves to Rothko and, and maybe say something to the effect of, oh, I might be back later, um... I am hoping to set up a lab in town and, and might need uh, to have some equipment made, but I, I'll get back to you on that. Oh, well, of course, of course. And he, like, takes your hand, and it's, like, very small in his big old mitt of a hand. I mean, it's very small anyway, so it's probably <laughs> he takes their forearm. <laughs> and when he shakes your hand, it's like your entire arm goes up and down. But it's not because he's being rude about it. It's just because he's that big. And he says, You would not be the first person I have made custom equipment for. I can do whatever you ask. I believe it. <laughs> you have a lovely shop that you're running here. Why, thank you. It was my father's before me and my father's father's before me. And then so on and so forth. How old is this town again? Rothko definitely named more generations than this town is old. Perfect. I think that's kind of awesome. Jarrell is kind of looking at him like, maybe humans don't live as long as I remembered. How nice. <laughs> so you all conclude your business and head out from Rothko's. Are you headed to Nikita's Notions? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Nikita's Notions is actually around the corner from Rothko's. And you walk into Nikita's Notions. It's a like a front area and the rest behind the counter seems to be like all greenhouse and warehouse type of deal. Uh, I mosey on straight to the desk where the shopkeepers. Hello, Nikita. Oh, hello. What a surprise. Is it? <laughs> she, like, raises an eyebrow. I know last time we visited it was kind of awkward, but uh, Arden is not here this time, and we... <laughs> is that supposed to make it <laughs> yeah, totally is looking <laughs> back and forth between Cyrus and Nikita. Like, what on uh, earth did you Ar- say to this poor woman? Listen, Arden's, Arden's out there. <laughs> What is Jarrell's kink, Cyrus? Arden's not there. <laughs> uh, irrelevant. Listen, we're not here to question you or pester you this time. In fact, I come with 
good news. I delivered your message to Claire, and uh, things, well, things are looking optimistic for her release. I'll just leave it at that. Nikita looks actively taken aback. I honestly did not pick. Well, good. I'm quite glad. Thank you for delivering that. No problem. And I'm paraphrasing, but... I lean in real close. She said she had many things in store for you. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Nikita's eyes get, like, really big for half a second, and then (laughs) she turns to Cyrus and gives him a look. It's like, ah, all right. And she writes herself and, like, recomposes. Cyrus, stop wiggling your eyebrows at her like that. <laughs> you're, you're uncomfortable. <laughs> I can't help it. Anyways, I'm, I'm hard for love, but I'm here. <laughs> I came here for business, actually. I want to give you money. Um, but I don't need any of these things. And I cast my arms wide at all the flowers. I'm looking for something a bit more... Hmm, some of the top-shelf herbs you've got. Some of the good shit. Some of those nice reagents. Do you got any... Got any, uh... Dryad petals? Or some... Some Ettercap anus? Or maybe some beholder stalks? Some of that good stuff. <laughs> yes, uh, however... What was that middle one again? <laughs> Edercap anus. Oh my god. There's a good salve I can make out of that. Edercap anus. Is that... Are you making a salve for the anus? <laughs> well, it's experimental right now, but it's... it's you really, don't it's gonna, say. It's really gonna pucker. Hey, Vim, look at these really interesting flowers over here. <laughs> he, he says the word pucker, and we hear, like, a glass vial break <laughs> off in the corner of the store. <laughs> As Vim, like, winces, and her hand, like, shoots off to the side. <laughs> Nikita's turning to her shoulder and says, Well, yes, we have uh, that first one and the last one, and here's the uh, Edercap anus, though... Uh, I would recommend that... Is it fresh? (laughs) Of course it's fresh. It's right out of the root. Mm. Do you know what an edder cap is? Wait, the root? (laughs) I don't know what an edder cap is. You remember when I DM'd that one shot? And I don't know if you listened to it or not. They're these, like, creepy spider men. They're humanoid spiders. They're, like, purple babies that... That shepherd spiders. <laughs> Dan freaked out because I was describing, I'm like, it's a naked man with spider features. And he was like, gross, and decided in his mind it was a spider. And then he saw a picture and was like, what the actual fuck? No, those are buttercaps. I said edercap. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to Google something. What? What are you Googling, Nikita? <laughs> I am... <laughs> I must consult the ye old Google. Oh my god. Okay, I got it now. So did you Google Edercap or Edercap anus? <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I'll show did you my browsing know. history later. But How brave are you? <laughs> I did not. Yeah. I feel like anything that you give me, I will make up a BS potion for it. So that's kind of, okay. that's where Dan's head is at right now for DMK. Okay. <laughs> 
So here is the eta cap anus. It yes. is the derivative of the root of the lavender sphincter flower. Uh, <laughs> and um, I would actually recommend mixing it with something else to make it more... Uh, it burns a little bit. Hmm. How about you got any? You got any fairy stool? I do, in fact, have some fairy stool. It's, it's not the freshest, but I think it will do. Fairy stool and endocapanus is really all I need. Oh, excellent! And she, but I, we have the other two as well. And she <laughs> packages up four little parcels of these things and hands it to you. Now, Nikita, I'm just a simple Borkbergian. I don't know the ways of you fancy city folk. Is there a secret? Is there something spicy that I should be asking for? Do you have anything top shelf that you give to your fancy clients? Because money is no object. She puts her hands on the counter and says, Are you talking, like, potion reagents or are you talking something of the more recreational sense oh i've been high on adrenaline i don't need any more any more drugs i can even make my own <laughs> i would prefer potion stuff uh roll persuasion you got it no I think when I said, aha, I blew some stale, old-ass breath right in her face because (laughs) I rolled a eight. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think the best we could do for you would be some, now bear with me, some Pete Moss. Hmm? Pollen. This sounds pretty run-of-the-mill. Are you sure this is the good stuff? I am positive that it can do more than you think it can. I'm a bumpkin. I have no idea. So I will say, well, that sounds fantastic. Put it on my bill. Excellent. And she turns, packages it up, and adds it to the, like, four little packages on the table for you. All right, gang, I'm done here. And whose bill is this going on? Oh, uh, Victor Arendelle. We are heroes of the town. You'll probably hear about it in the local papers or the newsies or the just the average chit-chat. I take it you didn't attend the play last night? <laughs> what kind of big deals? Oh, right. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I'll send the bill over to him. Perfect. And you know where we're staying if it bounces. We're at the... We're at the, uh... Journey's End. Journey's End, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) She gives you a thumbs up and then scoots the packages closer to you. I scoop them up like a kid on Christmas morning. Oh, I'm gonna have so much fun. Just looking around, um, you said there's, like, kind of a greenhouse? Yeah. Um, so last time N sent me on an errand to get a bunch of plants, basically, to make weird 
uh, drug goop to breed people's minds. Does she have those those two or three plants here? Uh, she does, actually. Okay. Jarell makes note of that, but doesn't say anything. Was there any other shops that you wanted to go to? Cyrus is pretty good. I just wanted to dink around with potions later. But Jarell, what do you want? Jarell, I think, doesn't really want anything right now. Or nothing that I want to narrate. I mean, they love to shop, so they're just going to want to, like, fuck around little little stores and, like, exclaim over trinkets and try on clothes, but nothing that's, like, important. <laughs> so there's, like, a montage of window shopping. And, like, the scene in the clothing shop where both Jarell and Vim are trying on clothing, but Cyrus is sitting on the significant other stool that's, like, outside of the dressing room. Looking at his fairy stool while he's sitting on a stool. Yeah. Although Jarell is kind of eyeing Cyrus and then looking at things like thick woolen socks and, like, long johns and just kind of, like, looking at his tiny little smock and going, it's already kind of chilly for Jarell here, mm-hmm. um, but it's going to get cold and they're pretty sure Cyrus is going to freeze to death. So they're kind of, like, showing him cloaks and socks and things and going, ooh, doesn't this look warm? <laughs> Don't bother me, Jarell. I'm looking at my anus. <laughs> um, new meaning to navel gazing. Jarell kind of like whaps you with a scarf and laughs it off. (laughs) You wait a month and you'll see that I'm right. That's why I've got this. And I pull out my alchemy jug and take a swig of of beer. This keeps me warm. Um, interestingly enough, it may make you perceive that you're warmer, but it doesn't actually make a difference in your overall temperature. Um, you can totally freeze outside. Vim, save me! Jarrell's boring me to death. Oh god. Um, I think there's, oh look, a purse. Ooh. And then, like, runs across the street to, uh, like, a, a push cart vendor <laughs> who's selling, like, the equivalent of a bedazzler. <laughs> Good. Meanwhile, Arden is on a mission to find Isidra. Yes. I'm also pretty. Isidra's human, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm good at finding humans. Yeah. What time of the morning is it? It's like mid-morning. Well, first Arden is going to go to places where mercenaries who are looking for work would generally hang out. So the front gates, the bars thereabouts, Mm -hmm. to see if he can track her down. Um, you don't find her at, like, the front gates, and you don't find her at the town square where all the jobs are posted either. Interesting. Well, I will use my amazing human tracking skills to see if anyone has seen her. Yeah. If it's tracking, I can use survival. Yeah, go for it. Uh, I got a nat 20. So that's a 25 overall. So, <laughs> so you have visited the front gate, and she's not there, and the courthouse on the town square, and she's not there either. And then you turn around, and she is at a food cart, and she's got these three little kids around her, and she is, like, turning to each of them and waiting for them to, like, calm down before she hands down the food that she's gotten. 
Okay, so she's a customer at this food cart. She's not running the food cart. Correct. Arden will go over towards her, looking to see how dismayed or surprised she looks to see him there. She looks up at you and gives you the chin nod. Hey. Hello. I didn't expect you to either have work again so quickly or... Are they yours? I mean, I don't have work, and no, they're not exactly mine. They're my little siblings. Aha, all right. Well, and they they have all, like, gathered behind her and are looking up at you. Arden gives them a nod and says, Oh, don't worry, I won't eat you. (laughs) Isidra smirks and, like, ruffles one of their hair. Well, I'm glad of that. But what, uh, what are you doing here? Well, first, I was looking to congratulate you on making a choice that didn't get you thrown into prison. Uh, second, I know that you're out of work, and I actually have need of competent people to look into things for me. I don't have a lot of coin, but it might hold you over until you find better work. After all, we're in the same line of business. I don't hold it against you, having gotten a job that was less than ideal before. Well, I... hmm. And she looks down to each of the three kiddos. Um, I don't know why everyone I create has three kids attached to them. Oh, they're attached to her? That sounds simple. (laughs) (laughs) If you're asking to hire me, I had not checked in with whoever's leading the military to see if they're willing to pay me. So as long as you are planning on paying me enough to support myself and my siblings, sure, why not? Right. I'm sure we can work something out. How much were Rowan and Mirne paying you before? Five gold a day. Hmm. Well, I should be able to swing that for at least a short amount of time, but what I want you to look into shouldn't take too long anyway. As a mercenary, I assume you, well, you did track us for a while, at least back to where we were going. I'll be honest, if you're local, which I didn't expect you to be, but it looks like you may be. She shrugs. There's something weird about the forest just outside of town. She, like, looks over her shoulder (laughs) vaguely towards the forest. Says, you don't say. Yes. Anyway, I'm interested in that, but I don't know who actually knows very much about it. I want you to look into it for me. At least... For a few days until you can hopefully get something that is more sustainable. So you just want to know who knows things about the forest and what they know? Right. Even just the who knows things about the forest. I unfortunately have other things I need to do and my companions make it sometimes difficult to go wandering around town on my own looking for this kind of thing. Consider it my own personal interest. She shrugs again, says, that sounds simple enough. Yeah, I'll probably give you an update tomorrow and the next day. Uh, you're staying at 
journeys end, I'll just leave a message with Yelchin. Right. Or feel free to approach me when I'm out and about as well. Anyway, here's for at least the first couple of days. He takes out a platinum piece and hands it over to her. She takes it, nods, puts it in her coin purse. I will get right on that. Thank you. Don't rush yourself too badly. (laughs) She looks down at the kiddos who have slowly sort of like come out from behind her and are gawking at you a little bit. And she says, oh, don't worry. I can only move as fast as they'll let me. They look like they're probably pretty quick as well, though. (laughs) She laughs at that. They are getting smarter every day, and I don't like it. Are you the only one caring for them? Yes. That probably is not easy. Well, maybe they'll be able to help you with your work before too long. She gives you, like, quirks of really high arched eyebrow at you and looks down at them again. And they're, like, five years old, six years old, and maybe seven or eight. Yeah, you know, kids grow up fast. Right. I'll let you know what I find out. Good. Well, then I have other things to attend to. See you later. And with that, Arden sort of just turns around and having accomplished his goals, is going to go make an appointment to see Marin. His goal is to run across Marin's secretary or helper. Okay. So where where are you headed? Oh, the university, university. obviously. Yeah. Okay. So you make it to back to the university. The campus is very uh, familiar to you at this point. And you're able to find the science building. And you're exploring the hallways and looking for literally anyone. And the hallways of this building are unnervingly vacant. Like you're passing offices and all of them are empty. Like, empty no one there at the time, or empty, empty, there isn't anyone working here? Like, empty, empty, no one's working there. The bookshelves are barren. Desks don't look like they've been used in a while. And it's kind of weird. It is kind of weird, but Arden also has an idea of who to possibly go to to find out what the heck is going on there. Mm Mm-hmm. Judy. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Do you go to the library? Yes. Finding nothing effectively in the science building at the moment, Arden will head over to the library. Oh, hello there. How are you today? Better than I was yesterday. Um, and yesterday was not, all things considered, a bad day. Oh, uh, but I had a question. All right. Looking for a professor over in the science building on campus, and it didn't look like anyone was there at all. Yeah, I mean, there's only two people that work in the science building now. So you can probably guess which one it is that I'm looking for. Well, I mean, I got a 50 50 shot, but can you tell me who? (laughs) 
I'm looking to set a, an appointment to meet with Marin. I had thought an appointment might be necessary since she certainly puts on airs of being busy, but if she's one of only two people inside of her department, that might not actually be the case. I've never heard of Marin actually set an appointment with people. She just mostly makes an appointment with you. Yes, that's uh, somewhat problematic. Where could I find her on any given day? Can one find her on any given day? That's a really good question. I have no idea where she lives. I think she just kind of goes into stasis somewhere in the science building, but I'm not sure. (laughs) Maybe I'll make it a point to explore the science building sometime soon. See if I can't find her myself. Good luck with that. I don't go in there anymore. No? Why not? No, it's creepy in there. Well, I don't disagree with you, but doesn't that make their, I don't know, be a sense of adventure to it all? Oh, I mean, I love a sense of adventure, just not an adventure through that. (laughs) I'm more of an interpersonal adventurer, if you know what I mean. Yes, um, what happened to keep the science building so if there are only two people working there? I mean, I know Mithrin has been having, I don't want to say difficulties since the mines dried up, but I've only been in town a few days. It seems odd that the university would be so hard hit. So, to begin with, a mine in town was not exactly the hotbed of education that anyone thought it would be. But, as far as I know, the two people working in the science building are Marin and that drow from the other side of town. Her name's Anne, I think. Yes, I've met her. Oh, she's a delight. I love her. We're two peas in a pod. And I don't know what happened. They used to work together, as far as I knew, but they haven't been talking to each other recently. And by that, I mean, like, the last year. Yes, I had uh, kind of gathered that, too. But, like, one half of the science building is Marin's and the other half is Inn's. Very large for two people in general. Well, I mean, I haven't been back there in a while, but the things both of them are lurking on are pretty large. Is there something other than the, what do you call it, the extraction machine for the dragon's spit? Oh, the the contraption in the mine. Yeah. And Judy says, Well, yeah, with the stuff that she does in the science building has something to do with the stuff she gets out of the mine. And it's similarly as big. Well, thank you. That's, uh, that's helpful. Are that's you sure there's nice. nothing else I can help you with? Today I was just wondering about the science building. Alright, if I see her, I'll let you know you're look her looking for. Oh, that won't be necessary. I'll find her eventually. Sounds good. Thanks for coming by. It's always a pleasure to see you. A pleasure to see you as well, Judy. Oh, thank you. I guess now would be a good time to sort of re-meet with his friends. So Arden is sort of wandering around the square, kind of looking for everyone else. When you actually spot Marin leaving the blacksmith, 
and in her arms she's got a bundle that's wrapped in paper but it's big enough that she's having to like double arm it uh, you have seen her but her back is to you and she's heading back the direction of the university well I mean she's right there so I guess Arden will Oh, I'm deciding whether I should go up and try to startle her, go up and uh, ask if she needs help. That one's not going to happen. I don't think I'm Arden's like, I'm not going to be helpful. <laughs> Arden is going to go up and as he approaches her from behind, say something. Ah, I was looking for you. Neither you nor much of anything else was in your entire office building. She turns, looks over her shoulder. Oh, well then, I guess you didn't look hard enough. Or it was behind the locked doors. I didn't notice any of those either. It's definitely that I didn't look hard enough. Anyway, as we were discussing before during the dance, it is after the festival now, so when would be a good time to meet? Right now, it looks like you have your arms full. Well, I mean, I'm just taking this delivery back to the lab. If you want to join me for afternoon tea, I believe one of your little friends is also coming by this afternoon at some point. And if we all wanted to talk, that would be lovely. Arden looks like he's thinking for a moment and decides, yes, that would, that sounds good. All right, then let us be off then. You walk into the science building through the same doors that you entered before, but this time you take like this offshoot hallway that you saw, but looked like it didn't actually go anywhere. And at the end of that hallway is a set of large double doors and then like a door to your left that's more of a single door size. And she unlocks that door beyond is a small office space that's got like a desk on one side and she uh, sits down behind the desk. She starts brewing some tea, heating up the water. And we'll cut over to Jarell, Vim, and Cyrus. Well, are we done shopping yet? Well, there's nothing I really wanted to look for. Um, are you are you done, Ben? Uh, yeah, no, I uh, I can't wait to go back to Rothko's in a few days or weeks. I don't really know how long it takes to get armor made, but I'll go back soon, and that's really the only thing I need right now. Well, it'll be exciting to see how it turns out, whatever it is. Now, Vim, when you get this armor, you have to wear it. <laughs> it's very, <laughs> it's very, it's very important that you put it on. Before combat happens. Not that we expect combat to be happening anymore, now that everything's settled down. Then, like, winks at Jarell, like, yes, we don't expect combat to happen. But, no, you're right, I just... I've always worn hand-me-down armor. It's, you know, never quite fit right, so... It's not that I don't like wearing it, it's just that it's not... And she looks down at her her clothes, and I think she's like wearing like basically borderline pajamas. <laughs> it's it's just not comfortable. I'm hoping something made for me will 
be a little bit more fun to wear. Drellick's kind of bewildered by this statement, but like, <laughs> looks excited for you. The idea of I've never had something made for me is kind of like, oh, really? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> oh. But they're like, that's great, Vim. I'm really excited for you. I, I'm sure whatever it is will look very dashing and wonderful and just as beautiful as, as all your other things. I do like pretty things. <laughs> well, should we go find our social butterfly? Arden? Yes. Oh. <laughs> well, I actually have an appointment. Um, I was going to go back to Journey's End and grab a bite and maybe change and head off to the university. Um, but I know that he was headed that way. So, I mean, if I if I see him, I'll, I'll send him your way. Well, that sounds like a plan. I guess I might be going back to Journey's End. It's, oh gosh, I could, I could really use a quiet day. Ah, uh, well, shit. I'm. <laughs> I see how it is. Leave the old man to himself. That's fine. That's fine. Well, if you want to come with me and talk about research and books and oh. science, actually, <laughs> Jarrell is saying this in a way that makes it clear that they think he's going to say no. Like, come on. <laughs> well, I do actually, for the first time in my life, want to go look at some books. But oh, but do you really think it would make sense for me to follow you to your appointment? <laughs> Fim like raises one of her like super bushy burgundy eyebrows and it makes her rethink her plan to go back to Dirty oh, Set. Like, oh no! I want to see Cyrus look at books. Alright, well I've got a friend after all. Why don't you go toddle off and do your appointment and if you see Arden, <laughs> tell him we'll be at the library. Right. <laughs> Jarell had looked started was starting to look really tense, but then it's when when you say, Oh no, we're going to the library together, they relax quite a bit. <laughs> Do let me know how that goes. <laughs> well I plan to be in and out. I don't want to dilly-dally at a library, but I do have to go. <laughs> a goodbye. Oh, I forgot something. Please leave us a like and a review on iTunes and Podchaser or really whatever you're listening to this show on. It means the world to us. Come on, you're listening for free. Don't be stingy. Give me those likes. Ooh. Also, take a listen to this promo. We did an ad swap with the Lucky Die podcast. And if you think uh, some of our voices are cool, listen to them. They have... An amazing Brooklyn accent, a Brooklyn dwarf. <laughs> and the DM, I mean, I'm a sucker for British accents, so enjoy. You see, looking up from the ground, blood red clouds boiling across the sky. You did ask me to bring the thunder. <laughs> Dejan! Dejan! Uh, help! I've got the chalice, please! Well, if they're following you, then I guess that takes care of a loose end for me. <laughs> All of you feel the earth beneath you shake and crack and break. I feel that I have failed both of you, and I am sorry for that. This has nothing to do with you being a bad leader. Do you want a countdown? Oh, I think I want to count down. I wanted Three, to help. I always had a good two, intention. I one. did not deserve to die. Now. 
The Lucky Die Podcast is a weekly 5e Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. Join our adventure every Monday wherever you download podcasts by searching for The Lucky Die.